Notes on the Minor Prophets, Haggai, Introduction By H. A. Ironside There are six books of the Old Testament which may be read together most profitably. I refer to Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, of the historical part of the Bible, coupled with the prophetic messages of Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. To these a seventh might be added, viz., the book of Daniel, showing the exercises of soul which led up to the restoration. The book of Ezra opens with the people of the Lord in captivity to the Persian, dwelling in the provinces once controlled by the kings of Babylon. God's center, Jerusalem, where he had set his name, was a blackened ruin. The walls of the holy city had been thrown down, and the very stones buried beneath piles of rubbish. All this may well be looked upon as a picture of the subjection of the Church of God to human systems of error and superstition. For long centuries the truth as to simply gathering to the name of the Lord Jesus had been lost. The place of the name, we may say, was at Jerusalem destroyed by her enemies. The walls, speaking of that godly separation from the world that should have kept the church as, a garden enclosed, had been completely demolished, and ecclesiastical rubbish of all descriptions had so buried the truth that it seemed as though it was lost beyond all recovery. Separation from evil, then, is ever God's principle for His people. However, God was watching over all, and in His grace raised up a testimony to these precious and important teachings, which had lain dormant, as it were, in His Word for so long. Then the result was a movement very much like that detailed in the record made by Ezra. From the confusion of human theologies and man-made sects and parties, there was a returning on the part of some whose hearts God had touched to the simplicity of early days. In much weakness, yet in much freshness too, and with a deep sense of the ruin of the Church, as a testimony for God in the world, and fully owning their own sad part in it all, a remnant returned to the Lord finding in his name their center of gathering, and abjuring everything for which they could not find a, thus saith the Lord. This is all foreshadowed, one might say, or at any rate a similar movement is pictured, in the book of Ezra. There is a separation of the clean from the unclean, a taking forth of the precious from the vile, and a setting up of the altar, called by Malachi, the table of the Lord. Malachi 1 verse 7, round which gather the recovered remnant, great in nothing but the faith that led them thus to put Jehovah's claims before all else, for, be it remembered, their circumstances were such under the rule of the Persian that they might well have dwelt more comfortably in the land of their captivity than in the land of Israel. Nehemiah emphasizes the need of complete separation from all that is contrary to the mind of God. He comes up later than Ezra but his special work is to restore and build Jerusalem. Led on by this faithful servant, the remnant engage in the building of the wall that was to shut them in to God, and that angered their neighbors by its, in their eyes, sinister exclusiveness. Bit by bit the rubbish of years was cleared away, and one by one the stones of the wall were brought to light and fitted into their appointed places. Surely to all this there has been something analogous among those who at first gathered in feebleness and with little light around the table of the Lord. Gradually, yet in such a manner as to make it manifestly the testimony of the Holy Ghost, the thoughts of men were put to one side, 
the rubbish of traditionalism was cleared away, and the stones of divine truth were recovered and built up, shall I say, into a wall of separation, which angered the societies, who could not bear to think of a work of God carried on apart from their organized control. But unmoved by mockery, undeterred by threats, and unseduced by proffers of help from those who had neither part nor lot in the matter, the work went on till the wall was finished. The truth as to the individual believer's standing in state, the unfolding of the great mystery of Christ and the Church, the cluster of precious truths connected with the coming and day of the Lord, with their sanctifying effect on heart and life, one by one, and often at the cost of deepest exercise and soul travail, coupled with severe conflicts with the enemy within and without, were these stones of the separating wall recovered, and thus God was glorified and His people blessed. In the book of Esther we have set forth His gracious care over those who, while equally His, yet chose to remain where they were, rather than return to God's center, but as I have treated of this at length elsewhere, I need not follow it out here. Happy would it have been if what has been traced above from the records of Ezra and Nehemiah were the only things necessary to notice. But, alas, it is far otherwise. It was not long till almost all the evils which had at one time been on the outside, appeared within the wall. Pride, dissension, covetousness, worldliness in its various forms, self-seeking, and kindred unholy things which no walls could shut out, because they dwelt in the heart and were allowed to exist unjudged, soon marred the lovely scene. And oh, who with eyes to see and a heart to understand and mourn, can fail to observe how in all this likewise we have a picture of what has been so sadly true among those whose happy boast it has been that Christ alone is their center, and His name their tower of strength? But, blessed be the God of all grace, He left not His people without needed conscience-stirring ministry, but among the returned remnant he raised up prophets whose messages led to self-judgment and abasement of soul in his presence. Haggai and Zechariah come in here, as polished shafts from the quiver of the Lord, whose mission it was to recall the hearts of those so privileged to himself. The province of the latter was especially to unfold the glories to come, that they might be stirred up to live then in the light of that coming day. He is emphatically the prophet of the glory. To Haggai it was given, on the other hand, to press home upon the conscience the actual conditions existing, and with trumpet voice to recall them to ways of practical holiness, with signal blessing resultant. That Malachi follows, in a generation later, bewailing the complete breakdown of the people, is pregnant with warning, and may well cause us to search and try our ways, who today seek to answer to what I have been considering. Truth alone will not preserve if there be not corresponding exercise as to living in its power, and being controlled thereby. Nothing is more wretched than to see unspiritual, carnal men debating questions involving nice discriminations as to the relative bearing of particular lines of truth, whose unholy ways are a reproach to him whose truth it is. It is important to remember that God teaches through the conscience, not merely through the head, Therefore the spectacle often presented of brilliant, gifted men floundering where humble, godly men walk securely. Blessed it is when gift and godliness go together, unhappy indeed when they are divorced. Of Haggai himself little is recorded in Scripture. Even his father's name is not given, nor his tribe in Israel. 
He appears suddenly on the page of inspiration in Ezra 5 verse 1, in all the dignity of a heaven-appointed messenger, with no credentials but that the word of the Lord was on his lips and the power of the Lord was manifested in his ways. And these are surely credentials enough. God had fitted him to be, as he himself puts it, the Lord's messenger in the Lord's message. There is something very fine in this. It brings before us the divine character of prophetic ministry, a ministry much needed in our day, and for which, in measure, we often have cause to give thanks. He that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, and exhortation, and comfort, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3. Such ministry is spirit-given, and sure to result in blessing, for what God Himself gives shall never return unto Him void. What that ministry was in the special case before us we shall now proceed to notice.